Hi, everyone. I'm Lisa Shea. Welcome to my podcast, Shaycation, Living the Abundant Life, where we will encourage and empower each other to live the full life in Christ. You know, life with God is a trip. What we believe about his goodness determines how great of a trip your life can be. Join me on my Shaycation and let's have a blast on this trip with God that we call life. Hi there, this is Lisa. I'm excited that you're on today's Shaycation with me. Uh, we're going to continue talking about how to wait well, 30 ways to experience God, which is my 30-day devotional. Um, the purpose of this book is for people to grasp his truth of who he is to help you walk through either challenging seasons, uh, terribly difficult seasons, or just annoying seasons. Um, a season of waiting for something. Today I want to talk to you about God being near the brokenhearted. Psalm 34, 18 says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. So has your spirit been crushed by something that's turned your entire life upside down? Or maybe instead you felt defeated in a small area in your life. You know, I do find it interesting that we can have a tiny disappointment in one area of our life and it just is a shadow of sadness even when something great is going on. You know, it's just like that um, that really great thing is happening, but this one area of my life, something isn't going right. And if we don't, if we aren't careful that small negative situation can seep in and steal the joy of a great situation. Um, so we really have to be careful with that. I remember feeling very much alone in my pain that was caused from a ministry wound. And I will be talking uh, a lot more about how to heal from ministry wounds in the future. But in this particular situation, I blamed God and I felt utterly abandoned by him. In this particular situation, God sent me into this ministry, and I really, really got attacked by the enemy. And it was a very painful season, and I even, I wondered, like, what cruel father would send me into this situation knowing full well that uh, I was going to be completely crushed in spirit? But um, like I said, I'll share more about that later. And God was in it and God did work good things from it. And God did not cause the situation, but God used it in a mighty way. And you'll just have to stay tuned for me to talk about that in the future. But I want to talk to you about how God is near the brokenhearted. So I felt utterly abandoned by him. And, you know, maybe you feel the same way. The truth, though, is whether we feel it or not, God is close to us. John 10.10 says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came that we may have a full life. So blaming God for what you're going through plays right into the enemy's hands. And if he can destroy your relationship with God by creating heartache and by causing you to doubt God's goodness and by getting you to turn your back on God, because God never turns his back on us ever. But we certainly can turn our back on him. So if the enemy can get us to start believing lies about the goodness of God in a bad situation, then he wins the battle. 
Now, of course, we know that he's already lost the war because Jesus died and rose again. But that doesn't mean he's not going to try to sabotage you. And if he can get you defeated and depleted, then you're not a good witness for Jesus. And you then blend in with the rest of the world and you don't bring hope to a dying world. You just walk around as a victim like everyone else. And I shouldn't say everyone else, but you know what I mean. You, you just walk around as a victim and it's like, wow, that Christian's life doesn't look any better than mine. Why would I, why would I want to follow Jesus? Why would I want to give my life to Christ? I don't see any benefit at all. So um, I think we need to be determined to cling to him and his word. Because it says in Psalm 145, 18, he is near to all who call on him. So if we can allow him to breathe love, life, and hope into our hearts, then God can turn around the situation. And I made a decision one time. I remember I was sitting in my front lawn on the grass, digging tulip bulb holes in the ground. And I was having a conversation with God and I was like, you know what, God, whatever the enemy tries to throw at me, uh, I know some of those things are going to not, won't be pleasant. I know that they're going to hurt. Um, and I know I'm not free. I can certainly pray for protection and, and I will do, and I do do that. Um, but I know that life has its, its ups and downs and life has its troubles, but whatever the enemy tries to throw at me. I promise God that I will not give up my faith in you. I will allow you to work in me in the situation. I will allow you to work through me. And then I will go out and tell other people about what you did. So again, making a decision ahead of time of how you're going to handle something. And you don't even have to know what that something is. But Making that decision really helps as you walk through things that happened. So I, I had that conversation with him, and then I had this ministry wound. I had that conversation with God, and then I got an ovarian tumor. I had that conversation with God, and you know other things happened. But I remember making that statement to him, whatever happens, I'm going to trust you even if it doesn't look like it. Now, going back to this particular ministry wound, it was bad. And I knew I needed to remove myself from this environment and get alone with God and focus on John three sixteen. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whomever would believe in him would have eternal life. I started back at the beginning. I knew enough that the enemy was trying to get me to just walk away from church completely, walk away from God completely. Um, you know, I, I confess, I had those moments where I, you know, I was done with ministry. I was done with this church stuff. I was just done. And I remembered that conversation as I was digging through the dirt, planting tulip bulbs. You know what? That's exactly what the enemy wants. He wants to come and steal, kill, and destroy my relationship with you, Lord. And I am going to choose to allow you in it to show me a greater revelation of who you are. 
I want to experience you, Lord, in this fresh spirit season. And then I want to speak to others about your goodness in it and through it. So that is my my passion and my encouragement. And the exciting thing is, and you're going to have to wait for it, wait for it. Um, I thought God had abandoned me in that season and allowed me to have a crushed spirit when in fact I can now go back and look where God was speaking to me, where God was trying to equip me and prepare me, where God was showing me the tools that I had to walk through that situation where I could have avoided the deep wound that I received from that. So look how good God was in that is that he was in there. Um, the whole time, he never left me. I just was not pressing in and pursuing him enough, and I missed some very obvious signs from him. I missed experiencing him in the midst of it. Now, once the wound was there and I was struggling with unforgiveness and bitterness, uh, God was still there, and he did minister to my heart, and he did heal me and deliver me, and I am now wiser in that situation, and I have such a confidence in him that I know now, like, okay, in that situation, I did not pay enough attention to him. My eyes were taken from Jesus, and I ended up focusing on other things, wind, the waves, some untruths, some um, unbiblical mindsets that just crept in that I didn't even realize. But again, that's a story for another time. Um, and But I just want you to know that if you do have a crushed spirit, whether it's a ministry wound or a relationship wound or a financial wound, the Lord is there. He is near the brokenhearted and he saves the crushed in spirit. So I just want to pray for you right now. Jesus, my listeners may feel lost and abandoned today. And although they may feel alone, Holy Spirit, fill them with your love. Your word says you will never leave them nor forsake them. Mend their broken hearts. I ask for your powerful blood, Jesus, to pour into their wounds and heal them and revive them and strengthen them. Help them to refuse the enemy's plot to steal the joy and to keep them from trusting you. I ask you to pick them up and hold them. Psalm 143.8 says, Let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love, for in you I trust. Make me know the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. Lord, I pray for your steadfast love to manifest itself in the lives of my friends today. And I pray that you would strengthen their faith and trust in you, that they would know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are with them, that you did not cause this season of waiting, but you are with them in the season of waiting. And I pray that they would have a willingness to relinquish control, that they would repent of worry and fear, and they would just say yes to your invitation to know you better. In Jesus' name, amen. As always, you can find any resources mentioned in my podcasts at lisashayministries.com 
click on podcasts and you will find links in my show notes. Just take the season number and the episode number and in the show notes, we will have links for all the materials that were discussed in each podcast. Thanks for joining me on this shakeation. Have a great day.